Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name's Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We're going to be taking a look at J. Scott Campbell drawing some Thundercats uh, today on the channel. But first, I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids available. And that will mitigate the Kayfabe effect, which is what happens whenever we talk about a comic. Put the video out early. Those comics disappear off the uh, comic book aftermarkets by early afternoon, midday, man. So you got to get in early in order to get your shot at the most affordable copies of the stuff we're talking about. And if you watch these videos to the very end, you're going to help us uh, get a bigger subscriber base by pushing our YouTube content out to a wider uh, audience. And that makes it possible for us to continue bringing you uh, regular content as we do. Uh, without further ado, Wildstorm Comics, I guess, is not a part of Image at this point. It's its own entity. And they got the Thundercats license. Uh, I think they're owned by DC at this point. If you read the fine print in the back, I, I know that it's not uh, listed on there, but I believe that's true. I see. Yeah, ABC Comics is even in effect and stuff. Yeah. Check this out. So I was looking at this going, is that the real logo? Because look how the T is completely butchered off of there. And I mean, it's not hard to figure out it's a T, but also like that would surprise me. Whenever you go inside here, it's a different logo Yeah. Uh, on the inside. So did they mess up the logo on the cover? I guess so, huh? Real smart. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. There was, in Wizard Magazine, months before this comic came out, maybe the previous year, there was a feature about reinvigorating dead properties with current comic book artists, and they commissioned comic book artists to draw the images to go along with the article. I feel like there was like maybe like an Ed McGinnis Masters of the Universe He-Man joint. That sounds good. Uh, there was G.I. Joe. There was um, several different ones. And I swear, I think they got either Ed McGinnis or J. Scott Campbell to do the Thundercats image. So like that article foretold the comic. If not for the J. Scott Campbell contribution for, for Ed McGinnis, who will take over the miniseries. Because this is, this is a Thundercats issue zero the kind of precursor to just give you a couple of J. Scott Campbell pages. Cause even at this point, 2002, he ain't drawn much in terms of uh, comic pages sequentially. He's a cover guy. Yeah. I think the only other comic I can think of is like Wildsiders, which was almost, uh, I don't know if it was right before this or right after, but I think it's his last real comic attempt. Yeah. Never even heard um, of it. I don't know if it's a cliffhanger or not, but it's kind of along those lines. It's a creator own piece. Um, Credited in here, there's a digital inker. So I don't know if this is a reproduction from his pencils. Sometimes right. it looks a little bit soft, like it could be pencils, but then other times the line is real crisp. Yeah. And if that's the the tightness of his pencils, like, wow, I don't, yeah, I guess you don't need an inker, but also like just wow in terms of that's a lot of work for, I don't know, man. It was it was the era, man. Like I, I've seen a lot of pencil originals where guys would, you know, Super delineate tight. every thick and thin uh they would delineate uh hatching and feathering in in pencil i would also say if you guys watching this love thundercats or you want to see us look at the ed mcginnis thundercats i have those issues too and yeah. i would be interested in looking at them but this this video has got to be it's by popular demand yeah so sell this video if you guys want to see more uh thundercats and, and some ed mcginnis version of this stuff but cool to see I, I assume Campbell's into Thundercats. At this point, like, he's calling his shots. He doesn't totally. have to do this comic. So I assume this is a property that he's interested in. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, 
you know, hits that sweet spot, that nostalgic sweet spot for, for you know, kids of, of, of the 80s and 90s. I love, you know, you open up the cover and that's what you see on page one. That makes sense to me, man. That's a strong image on top, especially. This is a preview comic. Uh, I think 250 probably 50 cents uh, cheaper than what your average comic costs. Less page count in terms of, of the comics uh, being done in here. But it's money shot after money shot. That's the way this thing is designed. It is not part of the actual miniseries. It's all just uh, showing off the powers of your various Thundercats. And... Campbell is using, I mean, he's working in his own style, drawing these characters. It is a pleasure to view, man. Money shot after money shot, every page. He is a very dynamic artist. Yeah. You know, you see, like, these kinds of poses. These are not the characters just standing flat, like you might see on the box art or something. Like, that's really good stuff. Yeah. A lot of Art Adams still apparent in that particular drawing. Totally. Like, these faces and stuff. His uh his his lion though with the big ass head like has like such a tiny body. He looks a little wussy, but that but that's you know, that's it. Much bigger in the on the cartoon. And uh little Wily Cat is uh lamenting that he wants cool weapons and he wants to be a more integral part of the team. <laughs> right. <laughs> and is just kind of recalling like it would be cool to be like Panthro and do this. And and it gives Campbell an opportunity to draw the scenes that he's talking about. So you draw Jackal Man, and you draw Panthro doing some badass stuff. Ed, were you a Thundercats fan, viewer, growing up? Absolutely. I still have my Lion-O action figure right over there. But I was like first gen, so like, they had, they show characters in here that I was out when it's like Puma guy or something. Like, we'll get there, man, but yeah, I have First a big, big memory of them, but it wasn't something that I watched or collected. It would have been, you know, I might have, I must have just probably aged out just a little bit yeah. before then. That's a great, that mouth, amazing. This is the stuff that I think Campbell does so well, is uh, almost like an animated or expressive piece that he adds, um, you know, to the typical superhero style art. Absolutely. Look at the life in all of these faces. <clears throat> Every single one of them. So, this comic does some stuff with color that i want to point out yeah you note uh we always say like don't make the sky blue right. right this is why you don't color uh local color because here we are and it just makes no sense spatially it's all green it's just like you know from a storytelling standpoint it's kind of hard to follow the space and you don't really need to follow it i mean this is a, a fight scene so what difference does it make it's a toy fight scene right but if you're really trying to do storytelling that kind of like oh every panel background is green it just bleeds together it's really it flattens out the overall space worth noting too that this is not glossy paper yeah that's that's different it's a very absorbent paper so it adds adds mud to uh the color when it's faded and gussied around with. you know and you'll see it here all those color all those backgrounds the same kind of rosy gray background color it makes for a very boring palette it does it does Still went for like kind of like a cel shaded approach on the on the characters mm -hmm. with like a little fuzz at the edges. So we got this guy too. Yeah, the amount of detail in the characters is astounding to me. It just feels like a lot of work on that on those. Like a labor of love, right? Totally. I like the exclamation point for a uh, a panel. Yeah. He That's would bring fun. those kind of fun elements to his page designs. Stuff he definitely developed on Gen 13. 
this really feels like if you had giant hands controlling these figures, like you were looking at, you know, kids playing, it would make sense to me with this kind of background. So it yeah. just feels like they're in front of a green screen or right. on a sidewalk somewhere. When you start to see stuff like this, is that a, is that a, the colorist doing some work? Uh, but it looks like drawn lines. So did J. Scott Campbell draw those speed lines on a separate piece of paper? That's a good question. I have no idea. If you ever see his Wild Siders, this, it feels like this might have been the early days of him figuring out the tech there because they have like exosuits. So see. you would see like the underpart and then drawing on top of it. Yeah. So I wonder if however he's making this, if, if that's something that he keeps developing and going in that direction. That's a pretty cool spread. Yeah. A must. And he has different body types. You know, you can't have Wily Cat have the biggest muscles. Wonder what kind of approvals this book would have to go through. That's a good question. Because you're really going for it here. Like, if you got a note back and it was like, oh, change this layout, or this does not look like something you want to redraw these pieces. For sure, man. Yeah, and you're talking about the impalement uh, on on uh, on the Sword of Omens right there with Mumra. I remember clearly, like, when I was preschool age, there was a uh, a commercial for the Mumra, like, the toy set. And maybe it was before they had to, they had to like add disclaimers. Like, you know how like on Guess Who it would be like, animated, you know, cards do not actually animate and stuff like that. Because they totally captured my imagination. You know, there's the little mummy, Mumra. You put them in this thing and then you turn it and then the scary Mumra comes out. <laughs> and I was like, they are... At Hill's department store, they are selling a piece of magic. <laughs> like, I was like, I need to have that so bad because, like, how else do you get... You can't buy magic. It's a magical little playset. They, like, it totally worked on me. But, of course, that's a, that shit was expensive. We ain't getting that. This is a good example. So, I'm talking about how, you know, vary your backgrounds. Look how much how these things pop whenever you do get a little bit of background variation. Yeah. This is very much a zero issue, though. Just a showcase of J. Scott Campbell drawing all the things he would want to draw, like getting it out of his system. It feels almost like a toy catalog. Totally. Yeah, yeah, like the little Masters of the Universe. Like, here are the characters. This is their weapon. You know, each, each This could be packaged with uh, the toys, no doubt, man. Look at those gnarly teeth. Yeah. It looks like he's having a good time. It doesn't yeah. feel like he called any of this stuff in. Get about 15 pages of that. And uh, then you get all kinds of promo works, man, for the forthcoming miniseries. Look at his layouts, how detailed they are. I look at those and I think, like, why is there more? Yeah. Like, it's... like give that to your finisher and let him color it or ink it or whatever you want done. But, like, it's they're so detailed. Yeah. Makes me wonder how long it took him to draw this book. Yeah, good question. These are really cool. These kind of like uh, revamps of the costumes and shit. Like, that's hard as hell, dude. Yeah, I don't know where those show up. I don't think they do. I don't know if it ran past the Ed McGinnis stuff, if there was another series. Yeah, I don't if know. it was well received. It was such an interesting moment in time, because like, G.I. Joe came back. Uh, there was Battle of the Planets. There was a micro not like Pat Lee got hold of Transformers. Like all that stuff started coming out like, like right after this wizard article. Man, that's a strange time for comics, that early two thousands. 
starting to claw their way back to something yeah just trying to f figure out how you, you know that that's uh stunt casting or power like like it's the old version it's like, hot shotting it's yeah it's totally a hot shot maneuver yeah a lot of fluff there's a little preview for your ed mcginnis version yeah and, but, and you see the tightness of these pencils like one of the things that i think of when i think of ed mcginnis is that like super bold outline mm -hmm. and and he draws that in yeah, man, that kind of like micromanaging your inkers. It's, it's so wild. Imagine showing that to like a John Buscema with his like loose circles and stuff for, for arms. Yeah, or a, you know, a Tom Palmer that who is a, like, are you fucking insulting me? Yeah. Yeah, see this Linkso shit, Bengali, like, gotcha. I know that stuff existed, but that was never part of my knowledge. So there were a couple years there where Thundercats were like the top cartoon toy line. Is that? Yeah. After? Uh, it was created by some dude, like a, a dude that like is from around here. And it was a just a pitch. Like he came up with like all these cat-based figures. Uh, they say that the original designs are not far from like what you see here. His family like had input into designs and he just like you know, total American dream type stuff. Just like went to the various companies with this ready-made idea in hand. And uh, I think it was LJN, the same dudes who made the big giant rubber wrestler figures, signed them up. And in those 1980s, like you can't have a cartoon without a animated series. And I mean, these designs are fantastic. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Kind of ahead of their time in a way. Like you'd think Thundercats post-internet is when you could do your cat, like your action cat. <laughs> <laughs> it would be perfect, but maybe cats have always been there. Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> yeah, early uh, furry fandom. I spent a lot of time looking at this arm and what looks like a weird... I thought that was a tumor for a while. Yeah, sure. Maybe panthers have three biceps. It's, it's a it's a tri-bicep. <laughs> <laughs> Good to go? Yes. Gay favors like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design, the Treasury Oversized Collection will be in stores in December, but you need to order that now in time for Christmas. So order it at your local comic shop or online wherever you buy books. Uh, in addition to all of the Hulk Grand Design comics, there's about 40 pages of bonus material. I'm super proud of this book. Sent it to the uh, printer this week. So they should be uh, the perfect gift for you or your loved ones this holiday season. Uh, Street Angel, Deadly Squirrel Alive has been out of print for almost a year, coming back into print in August from Image Comics. Your local shop can pre-order that now, and uh, the day it comes out, it'll be ready for you. And you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug, where you can see a lot more of my art. You can download out of print zines and mini comics, and uh, basically see how I make the comics I make. Red Room Trigger Warnings, trade paperback hitting the shops in September. Murder on the Dark Web, Fun and Profit is the name of the game, collecting the four issue series of uh, Red Room comics that I put out this year in 2022. Uh, you can grab these comics uh, at your local comic shop or hit up the link tree in the description below this video if the comic is banned in your neighborhood. Uh, you can also hit up my Patreon right now. Three bucks will get you the archive. I put up new strips every Tuesday, and for that uh, price of $3, you'll be able to read all of the original uh, anti-social network season of Red Room Comics, as well as uh, Trigger Warnings. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, and fanny packs at the links <laughs> below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Dude, given the marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.